Hello and welcome to episode 18 of season three, which is sort of blasting through season three here. Wow. Connect to podcast. This is the nature of life. You go faster. This is the nature of life. That is true. My name is Jeff Cullen. I'm Mark Hughes. Hey, Jeff, how are you? I'm good. Good. Uh, if you're new to the if you're new to the channel, and uh, we've taken a slight spin lately, we've been trying to focus on backstories of or deep dives related to people who were in the news so uh we did banksy which was super interesting and or at least i thought it was super interesting he's an interesting guy and um and 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 i've actually oh well so there's something i learned banksy's identity has been revealed (gasps) oh really well there's this lawsuit that i kind of mentioned and in the lawsuit they identified who banksy was wow so So um, the, the magic is gone well i'm not gonna help proliferate to the, yep. the but um because so many people listen to our podcast you know they, <laughs> exactly but it's who they all suspected so we uh, deeply appreciate those of you who are listening right now he's some middle-aged guy from bristol exactly so, <laughs> yeah there which you go we, which, which you sort of said anyways yeah now we just know his name i guess yes exactly yeah so and you much, know what not much mystery People are so stupid, and their their attention spans are so short. Nobody's gonna remember in two months oh, that they revealed his name. No, except Wikipedia. It'll be in Wikipedia. Uh, Wikipedia keeps asking me for money. I don't. Yeah, I, I actually support Wikipedia. I do. So. I send them ten bucks. Uh, no, I think we do a monthly thing. Do you? Mm. Oh, okay, well, good for you. Uh, we have coffee as usual. Today's coffee, it comes from Toronto, the big smoke, and it is from the propeller company and it is called Foundry. It is from Ethiopia and Guatemala, which are two countries that are not close to each other. No, Um, no, they are not. (laughs) So it is. Magic of globalism. We can make a um, brew. I taste some of this. It says peach, chocolate, and caramel. I taste the, just the chocolate. Mm. I'm going to get the peach. Mm. No. Mm-hmm. And I don't get the caramel. It's good. But it is good. Good first cup of coffee, cup in the morning coffee. Easy to brew. There you go. Okay. Uh, what'd you learn this week? I know you're going to ask me that. I've just been racking my brains, you know? As much as, as I'm an information junkie, nothing is really sticking out for me. I've just been so busy just trying to keep it all together. It's been a crazy couple of months. So, yeah, I haven't been consuming much media lately. I am on X for an hour or two, and then I'm not even that much. And I'm like, I got to put that down because it's just so depressing i guess i've learned that i really have to curate my social media time i did learn how easy it is to buy a shotgun in alberta (laughs) well there you go how easy is it well it's not that hard so a shotgun falls under the uh rifle hunting and so you got to go do the course okay uh which is sort of funny because i looked at it in case you're wondering like it's fully booked until like february (laughs) and then it's exactly i don't know it's a two-day course or something firearm safety i i did something similar years and years ago when i was a kid in, in boy scouts we were doing uh a whole year of fire a firearm uh going out into the woods but but we had a couple of guys that were instructors came and taught us 
range and fire firearm safety. So I would assume this course is similar. And the thumbnail for the course is exactly what you would expect. It's a classroom and there's some kind of portly middle-aged guy standing at the front of the room who I presume is the gun instructor. And it's just like right out of central casting. It's like wearing a ball cap indoors during the middle of the class. And I'm like, yes, yes. And I'm like, that's exactly what I would expect. So you have to do that. And then you basically get this, this uh, PAL, I think it's called PAL. And then you can go and uh, buy, buy a legal gun, rifle, shotgun. Did we do our dad jokes? No, we haven't yet. Uh, and I've got a doozy. Okay, let's go. So, let's go with the dad anyhow, jokes. So I learned you can buy a gun pretty easy. Okay, so this is. So we'll just uh, do this slightly out of order. So but. disclaimer about this dad joke. Okay, it is offensive to, <laughs> well, perhaps many people, and I am. Is it explicit or just? Uh, offensive? No, I mean it could be, but I'm not going to tell it in an explicit way. Okay. Um, and I was raised Roman Catholic, so agnostic now. So if you're Roman Catholic and you're offended, eh. <laughs> get over it it's just a joke okay so this roman catholic priest is out uh in the woods doing some berry picking okay okay so uh he's walking around looking at berries putting them in his little bag there and he turns around the corner and he sees this this large black bear and so he looks at the bear the bear looks at him and he puts his crucifix out you know towards the bear and he says by the power of christ i compel you to leave and the bear's like hmm so the bear grabs the priest, bends him over, pulls his pants down, and goes at him, you know? Gives him the business, right? Asserting dominance. Yes, asserts dominance. So when they're done, priest sort of crawls off in one direction. Bear goes off his own way. Next day, bear's coming down the path, turns on the corner, same priest picking berries. <laughs> Again, the priest raises his crucifix. Same spiel, bear still not impressed, grabs the priest, bends him over again, pulls his pants down, goes at him, right? Same same deal, right? Third day, bear's coming down the stream, turns around, there's the priest again. Now the bear's thinking to himself, what the hell's going on? I hate So the priest puts up the crucifix, and the bear's like, look, buddy, I'm beginning to think you're not here for the berry picking. <laughs> <laughs> you're offended by that yeah, my wife asked me Sorry. to put ketchup on the shopping list okay i can't read anything now oh, yeah and somebody threw a giant bottle of omega-3 pills at me but fortunately i only suffered super fish oil injuries <laughs> super fish oil <Yeah>. yes <laughs> uh, and why did dracula take some cold medicine to stop his coffin. <laughs> there you go. Can you get Chad GPT to write dad jokes? I'm sure it can. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, so did you know that oh, so in a in a particular style, write a dad joke in the style of So we're gonna, we're going to we're going to talk about uh Sam Altman today. Right. But, from the uh, Altman brothers. But before we no, get it, what, what did you learn this week? So I learned that they've actually had to stop allowing people to do the paid subscription for OpenAI for ChatGPT. Really? Yeah, because they uh, can't keep up. So mm. they uh, there is there's too too much of a powerful demand for for it they had to stop because their computers can't keep up with uh, 
the, the Holy computing smokes. power. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That I guess. Yeah. It, uh, wow. So my wife has the premium. Oh yeah. Yeah, but I don't. And how is it? Oh, she loves it because it's also integrated with Dolly, which is the image. Okay. Thing. So she'll use it to create all kinds of cool images. But does she use it for work? No. Oh, okay. She uses it for all kinds of. Things. I'm assuming some people are using it for work. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I, I wrote a couple of pa- read a couple of papers this week, and I'm thinking, are these people using ChatGPT to write this stuff now? Because it seems two things really sophisticated language and my students are not uh, <laughs> so there you the go part. easier to tell and sometimes just kind of off topic like on you know like on topic but sort of off point and i and i'm like eh. so i've been getting to question people did you write this yourself because it's it's good it's comprehensive it's very you know complicated language but like the question was x and it's just sort of like you've kind of answered why mm-hmm. so which i think could be in in mistrans like mistranslating the question to chat chat gpd i guess i could let it read the question can it read can it read you as can, well you can post the question into oh, chat like so you can cut and paste. i'll have to tell them if you're gonna use chat gpd make sure you put the whole make question, the question in, in. Yeah, that's a good question <laughs> Uh, academic standards. Uh, so uh, that's one thing I learned. The other thing uh, I learned uh, was that um, there is a bed bug outbreak in Paris. In Paris. Where the Olympics are coming in Ooh. a few months. Like this, a big uh, outbreak. Of is there a conspiracy bugs. theory behind this? No. Apparently it, uh... it's been around for a while. But but what's happened is, I mean, bed bugs don't reproduce quite as quickly as like bacteria, but there's right. been an evolution thing where a yeah. lot of the 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 uh, pesticides and stuff that used to work, they okay. they they've become pesticide resistant. Yeah, there's even this um, there's this stuff called diatomaceous earth. Are you familiar with? Yes. That? So it's basically yeah, you could use coral. it for uh, 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 pool filters. Yeah, as opposed it's to basically like just chlorine. crushed right. Uh, uh, coral but it's super sharp so if a bud goes over it it tends to rip the exoskeleton and they bleed out okay nice so um except bed bugs have just started becoming resistant to diatomation so it's inert it's not wow. it's, it's like sand right like it, it sure it's just ro- rocks yeah but uh so it doesn't really interact with you so if you had diatomaceous earth it might give you a tummy ache because of scratches but it it doesn't kill you or anything like that it's no poison right um so the other thing is so there's a couple of interesting things but they're about, becoming resistant to it yes and uh so have you ever had bed bugs or seen bed bug bites no i i thought we had them a couple months ago i mentioned this to my wife she totally freaked out yeah and made me like do a deep dive into bed checking bugs. everything and yeah, yeah. Uh, but our dog did have fleas so it's not the same thing, but uh, no. So the uh, fleas apparently do not bother people the same way that bed bugs would. So. Well, bed bugs live on blood, right? Okay, um, they can last for a very long time between meals, right? Um, but they there's a couple of really interesting things. So a lot of the telltale is if you get like a string of like a line of little yeah blood yeah spots. yeah yeah. So I found out what that is. Is so. Basically, bed bugs have like a needle-like. Um, it's not a pincer, proboscis. But a proboscis. It basically goes in and tries to find a capillary or something like that. And if it misses, 
it moves along and it does again. And if it misses, it does it again. So it's not like multiple wow. bed bugs. It's one bed, bed bug, bug searching for a capillary. That is disturbing. Second thing is uh, bed bugs apparently reproduce by what uh, there's some, it's like a, uh, it's like, it's like a, it's a super, it's like a rape for bugs, right? So this, this a bug, rake? a rape, oh, a rape. So the, the, but the, there's a, there's a name for how bed bugs uh, reproduce, but, but basically they, they take this needle like pincer. Oh yeah. Uh, or no, I think, uh, well they have, I guess they're, the males have a similar kind of thing on their, their for mating and they okay. basically instead of most animals in most bugs they basically have their reproductive organs meet with the the females reproductive organs. yeah yeah that's not how this works this one they basically in they they pierce into the shell of and and lay the sperm somewhere in it and then sperm migrates to the oh reproductive organ Imagine this but it's is called your... like invasive destructive something or other right. it's like uh it's uh, it's it's got a devastating name so that sounds imagine really. Imagine entomologist. This is what you study. Yes, I have my PhD in bed bug reproductive. Uh, that was my thesis. It's rather nasty. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It has. It's wow. Crazy. Names. Hey, wait. When we're done, I I just see now we start oh, talking, called, and I'm remi I'm reminded called, of things I did learn. It's called traumatic insemination. Oh my god. <laughs> that could become a term. <laughs> that people will use speaking of traumatic insemination <laughs> possibly uh, here's something i did learn so you're you, talking about you, elon musk no, no you mentioned uh you mentioned paris which of course is in france right yes yes, yes. and you know the president of france emmanuel macron yes his yes. wife is quite a bit older than him right yeah she's 25 years older than him mm -hmm. you know how she old how old she was when they met how old she was 37 do the math how old is he? He's 30, 30? No, she was 37 when she met and they, they started a romantic relationship. So take 37 and subtract 25. And what number do you come up with? Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's pretty young. 12. It's one of those teacher student. Oh yeah. Things that there's that, a, that people are always blown away by. There's in the a States. movie. There's a movie, uh, uh, May, December movie out right now with yeah. Julianne. Julianne Moore. Okay. And it's all about this teacher yeah. and this student. Well, it seems quite common in the U.S. I guess it's common in France, too, but they're not as... I don't know if it's common. This woman went to prison because of it. Yeah, well, they do in the U.S., but apparently in France, you become you become the president's <laughs> wife. So... Anyway. I don't know. I don't know that they were actually having, you know, that anything was going on until he was of legal age. And I don't even know what consenting legal age in France would be. Uh, but yeah, they started hanging out when wow. he was, when she was 37 and he was 25 years younger than that. So, you know. well, so, today we're talking about something very topical and it's in the news, in the news, which, uh, and is a developing story that has been rapidly changing, but in it's, fact, even from when we were speaking, when we were before, planning on talking about it this morning, <laughs> ah, uh, and it had already changed again. Exactly. So who knows what's happened in the interim? So, uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday and, uh, this will drop on a following Tuesday. So there'll be a week, which will be a very long time in this story because Absolutely. this story started last Friday. So five days ago, um, 
It, it relates a bit to Elon, but not directly. Like yeah. It's not involved anymore. But. No, but it, uh, so what we're going to talk about is, is not so much the open eye controversy uh, with the firing of Sam Altman. We're going to talk about who the hell is Sam Altman. Okay. I do not know much about him, so right. this should be so interesting. That's why I thought it would be interesting because, right. so uh, just for the backstory, Sam Altman uh, was uh, unceremoniously fired on Friday from right. OpenAI. So this is a big company that ha has about 700 employees, 770 employees okay. as of Friday last week. Right. And, and on Friday... Um, Suddenly they had... Uh, 769 <laughs> exactly well actually 768 because what so sam uh was the ceo of a subsidiary of OpenAI. Mm. OpenAI is a non-profit board that was uh founded by one of the founders was elon musk and yeah. it was designed to have responsible um development of of ai right. in an open source way at some point in time, they realized that was going too slow. So they formed a for-profit subsidiary with what they call capped profit. Okay. And that was, um, and that is the company that basically did chat GPT and uh, has Dolly and is basically the main company. And it's worth about 80 or $90 billion. Like okay. the stupid money, like there's just right. stupid money out yep. there. And, um, uh, the 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 guy who is the CEO what is was is Sam Altman. So as at the time of this recording, two things have happened. He was fired on Friday. Right. Um, there was big outrage because right. the partners with ChatGPT, which include like Microsoft, Sequoia Capital, there's a couple other venture funds. Right. They basically were freaked out because they weren't told with they were told with one minute's notice. <laughs> Okay, they have uh, the the uh, C uh, CEO of Microsoft uh, didn't get any notice. This is a main linchpin in sure. their development moving forward. Wow. Like Bing and, and is integrated with ChatGPT, right. so they were a little freaked out. Um, they're very polite about it being freaked out, but they're like the only they trust Sam. So over the course of the weekend, right. Uh, so why was he fired? What was the rationale? About not being candid and frank uh, with the board. So the board was feeling... So it was one of these weird, very, very serious allegations with no specifics. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we have a lot of that. Basically, he was saying he's lying, but we're not telling you what he lied about. And did apparently have, it's not a specific... evidence of him lying? Who knows? Because they haven't put, they haven't disclosed what it is. Okay. Sure. So that's that. So in uh, a CEO lying to the board of, of, of directors, he's like, that's a, never happened. He's before. a bit of a rock star in the, the Silicon Valley yeah. area. And um, his uh, COO, which is a name guy named Greg Brockman, it fired in support of Sam. So, Sam was fired. Greg was also on the board. So was Sam. Sam was on the board. Greg, so there were six people on the board and four of them decided to get rid of... Two. Well, at least two because wow. basically they didn't tell the COO and they fired the CEO. Anyway, so that is Friday. 
Okay. So then over the course of over the course of the weekend, they're back in there's such an uproar. They were back in negotiations to try and see if there was a possibility to bring Sam back. Right. So in fact, they had appointed um, a senior woman. Her name is Marati, Marie Maraki or something like that. And okay. she, she was like the CTO of the company. Okay. She became the interim CEO, CEO. for about six hours or well, cl close. So she becomes it on Friday and then she's the one encouraging them to try and talk about bringing Sam back. And then over the course of the weekend, uh, two things happen. The, this nonprofit board decides a, they don't want Sam back. So they say no. And then they get rid of the CTO that they just put as CEO. He's no longer CEO and gets replaced by this guy from he's like, he used to be the CEO of Twitch. So his name is Emmett Shear. Okay. So, uh, how's Twitch doing these days? Twitch is fine. He actually left because, uh, he wanted to spend some time with his newborn son. Oh, oh so he was kind of temporarily unemployed. So yeah. anyway, so over the course of the weekend, right. They fire wow. the CEO, they hire, uh, they have an interim CEO. She's fired. And then so that comes Monday morning. And uh, like we follow, I follow uh, Hard Fork, which is Casey, uh, Kevin Roos and Casey Newton. Mm. And they're like, you usually they have like one podcast a week on a Friday. Right. And uh, they're like issuing podcast after podcast. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they'll be talking about this all over Pivot so, too. So did Kara Swisher. She was doing the same thing. Kara Swisher is like a super source of news for, for this. Yeah. So that that is the course of Monday. And then uh, at, until Sunday night, so Monday morning, Microsoft has said, uh, we have just, we're pleased to announce we've just hired Sam Altman and Greg Brock to lead a new AI division of Microsoft. Uh, and by uh, the way, oops. we already have licenses and we provide all the computing power for, for chat GPT. We have all the IP licenses <laughs> locked up, you know, it's all, you know, it's not going to make any difference to Microsoft. Wow. But you guys are really screwed up. So this is basically a company that was going to be the newest and greatest shiny thing. And anyway, when was that? Monday? This was Monday morning. Okay. okay. So today is Wednesday. So already two days ago. And yeah. what was really interesting too is uh, in before Friday, before Sam Altman got fired, uh, Hard Fork had just done an interview with Sam Altman who, uh, who, uh, and you know, he had, it was clear he had no clue. This was no, okay. no. So this wasn't like he'd already been negotiating a side deal with, uh, Microsoft. No, no, this no. was, uh, and basically Microsoft said anybody at open AI that wants to come to Microsoft, you got a job. You got a job. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. and then late Sunday night, early Friday morning, there is a letter penned by like uh, and signed by 505 of the 770 <laughs> and it basically says the open ai nonprofit board must quit and they must reinstate I or, heard about, or we're leaving yeah i heard about and that letter, number right? went from 505 on sunday night yep. and it included one of the board members include one of the board members that actually this guy Ilya Sever, i can't pronounce the last Sever, he is the 
one of the guys that actually initiated this whole thing. Wow. He's on the board. He signed this letter saying that the, the open AI has to resign and they need to reinstate Sam. And, um, and, Which uh, apparently maybe they have. And it went from 505 to over 700 people. So basically wow. the entire like company everybody. was going to walk. Yeah. Right. Uh, and as of this morning, so today is Wednesday, the 22nd of November, Sam Altman has now been rehired right. as the CEO of OpenAI. You know, just kidding. <laughs> just keeping you on your toes. Sure. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, they should have, you know, they should have hired, they would have been like, bring us that, what about that Sam Bankman Freed guy? Can we get him? Can we get him? Or maybe Adam Newman from WeWork. He's got nothing going on right now. He's doing some other crazy venture, but apparently he just got a billion dollars in, in, in venture capital for this new thing that he's doing, right. which after WeWork just declared bankruptcy not too long ago. Well, so the, the people are playing with massive amounts massive of money. Massive amounts and of they money. Don't, they're no smarter than the average person. That's the thing that makes it wild. You so think, let, let's talk about this guy who's not... It, well, no, guy, he might be. Well, no, let's talk the about... the collective is seemingly no smarter. So we've done a couple of interesting people. So uh, Elon Musk, who's really smart but man he's got some behavior and emotional and mental health issues okay so definitely who doesn't yeah <laughs> but i think he has it in the extreme like he has the intelligence in the extreme he also has these other deficits yeah. in the extreme just as a super quick aside and i won't name his name because he's a really nice guy there's a guy here in edmonton who is a super genius in a particular he fixes things okay uh, and again, I don't want to give too much away, but I was well, talking. Are you talking to, about me again? No, I was talking <laughs> to uh, an acquaintance, uh, hockey dad, who's also in sort of a, a technology kind of environment. And I was just mentioning in very general terms that I had a thing fixed by this guy who is clearly on the spectrum, but you know, managed to fix this thing. And the guy said, "Are you talking about any name?" And I couldn't remember the name. I'm like, I can't remember this guy's name, but we're like on Facebook. And and he's like, do you mean blup, this guy? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah. That guy fixes stuff for us all the time. He's a genius, right? I was like, isn't that interesting? Like, Just based on my description, you immediately knew what I was talking about. Oh, interesting. So, But he lives in his parents' basement and <laughs> fixes stuff. So not the head of, although he probably could be the head of a corporation if he if he wanted to be. Because apparently he he's amazing. Like my thing was minor, but some of the stuff he's fixed for this other guy, he's like, yeah, we were sending it stuff to New York and nobody could fix it. You know, $6,000 pieces of equipment. And this guy like fixed it like in two days on his own in his basement, charged us like 300 bucks. Interesting. Amazing. And now it works like great. So. What did he fix? Uh, some electronic component. Okay. Right? Yeah. Interesting. Like track down a, a resistor. You know, like modern resistors are are apparently quite uh, small, first of all, right? And, yeah. And, and they're very, um, what do you call it? Like a contact surface resistor. And uh, there was like a million resistors on this component. And this guy managed to, with some algorithm that he created, track down which one was faulty and replace it. Oh, interesting. Again, just, so he's like, a savant when it comes to electronic <laughs> stuff. So anyhow, sorry, I interrupted you, but there are people like that who are just like brilliant. Mm -hmm. And yet 
live in their parents' yep. basement. So go on. So, uh, so we thought we would talk about something that was a little bit more durable and a little bit less uh, because super this time is happening sensitive. so quickly. Yeah. So what's uh, this guy about? So Sam Altman. So young guy. So uh, he's thirty eight. Yep. Um, and I was thinking back to what I was like at 38 and I had all kinds of great ideas and energy, but I was, yeah, there's things I was pretty stupid about. So, um, I think that was when, about when I started my PI firm. Uh, no, you were younger than that. Nope. You and I have known each other for 30 years, Mark. It's 1995. Yeah. That I had my PI firm. Right. So that's 30 years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're not 68. I was even younger than that. I was. You're 28. 28. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Good mathing. <laughs> Apparently, I got bad math. But anyway, um, while well, your so, calculus is and, awesome. But I got a little bit older <laughs> at nine in 2000, so that would be, um, I would be 30. 32 33 right. that's when i decided to be be part owner of a retail store i remember that ah <laughs> <laughs> dodge that bullet yes so uh so uh, sam altman so he's uh he's 38 he was he grew up in new jersey he's jewish um he uh he went for one year of university at stanford dropped out never actually he was doing a computing science degree, never finished. Okay. Um, and then he started doing stuff. You know, that's one of the, that, that's one of the, I guess one, let's call it discipline where there's a lot of people like that, right? Yeah. yeah. Like Michael Dell dropped out, Bill Gates, but nobody drops out of like medical school and then becomes a master surgeon. <laughs> no, it's true. Right? And I actually thought that Elon had dropped out, but he, he, he never had, right? Like, uh, he, I, does he have a degree? Oh yeah. He's got like two degrees. I think he's got a, but it's like a degree in physics. He's not really an engineer specifically. He's right. like a physics guy. Yeah. And then uh, I think he did like uh, some sort of MBA thing. So he went to Queens, like in Canada. Really? And then he went to, uh, uh, Penn U and then uh, I think uh, might be Stanford. Like, okay. Like he did. And he was actually in line to do, it might be Harvard. He, he was in line to do uh, a PhD. If his, uh, he basically applied, got accepted to do a PhD. And if, but he said, I need to put this on hold because I'm going to try this electric car thing. Oh yeah. And if really? uh, that doesn't go, yeah. uh, his prof said, yeah, you can come back. So he could have become Sheldon Cooper basically. Totally. <laughs> So, um, and now I don't know Sam Altman, but I've read lots about him. So okay. it's super fascinating. Okay. So he dropped out one year in Stanford in computer science. Yeah. Yeah. So he started this thing called Looped. Okay. Um, he co-founded Looped and it's a, basically a location-based social networking mobile app. Oh yeah. Um, he was able to raise at the age of 19, $30 million in venture capital. Wow. For the company um but it See, never we just we just don't have that kind of ecosystem it never really went anywhere or in canada yeah right so we it, just don't have that that it, mindset or or that uh that like i said scratch. that ecosystem Holy yeah crap. and and that kind of money right 
So anyway, so that was in 2005. Okay. Uh, and, um, you know, seven years later, uh, he ended up selling it for $43 million. Not bad. So, uh, um, and then uh, f- for eight days, he was the CEO of Reddit. <laughs> ah, okay. I don't know the story about that. And then he How became, the hell does Reddit make any money? I don't know. But he, it, yeah. but, uh, the big thing is in 2011, he became a partner in Y Combinator, which is uh, oh, the I've thing that most that. people have heard of with respect to him. Right. And uh, so he was initially there on a part-time basis. What is Y Combinator? Is it, basically, it basically tries to connect startup firms with venture capitalists oh, okay and so basically it's like a, and, and try and get right yeah so they're basically so like a privately owned it's like a an incubator, incubator. Yeah. yeah okay so um i didn't think that in silicon valley they had those problems but maybe he was taking it broader so some of the companies that he were involved with y combinator airbnb dropbox stripe wow like that's those are big names now. Yeah. Right. So he, um, so he was initially a partner and then became president in 2014. So right around the time okay. of this Reddit stuff. Um, so he basically eventually moved away because, uh, like, still he's still involved with Y Combinator, but he basically became OpenAI in like 2019. So. Okay. He became open. He, he founded. He funded. It? it was initially funded by all him, Greg Brockman, who we've already talked about, yep. Elon Musk, Peter Thiel. I was going to say, I was going to ask you if Peter Thiel was somehow involved with somebody this named cabal. Jessica Livingston, Amazon Web Services, Microsoft, Infosys, and Y Combinator Research. There you go. So it, it opened dark money from it the opened, US government. It opened in 2015 right. and had raised $1 billion. Yeah. Again, the numbers are just absolutely... It's like, incredible. Like, I could, you know, a tip. Like, give me a tip on that. And I, <laughs> like, a bad tip, and I'm still exactly. doing great. Anyway. And yet, we have people... I just read about a lady this morning on X. This is obviously in the United States, whose insurance company denied her coverage for a lung transplant. She has cancer. Literally, she was in the hospital. The transplant team was ready to go. Um, all of the pre-screening, everything, she'd been on this waiting list. And the phone rang, and it was the insurance company. And they're like, yeah, no, we've reviewed the file again, and we're not paying for this. So coverage. cancel everything. So now there's a public... Not a GoFundMe, but almost like an outrage campaign. People are sending letters to the president of the insurance company. And so it doesn't make any... And this is a woman who's like 43 years old. She's a mother of two children. And, you know, for that dichotomy of, oh, yeah, we'll throw a billion dollars at something. And here's this person who... And I mean, it ain't a billion dollars to do... Yeah, okay, it's not inexpensive, particularly in the US, right? But it's just crazy to me that this is the kind of thing, you know? But but it, it here's where it gets interesting. So remember, I don't know if you remember a few episodes ago. I'm probably like 20 episodes or 30 episodes ago in this oh, podcast. Yeah. I probably told that same joke. Then. No, <laughs> no. 
uh, well, I talked about these orbs that would scan your iris to give you an ID. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, right, right. Okay, it's called WorldCoin. Okay. Sam Altman co-founded Tools for Humanity, which is the company that's building these orbs. Interesting. Yes, and it's tied to a cryptocurrency. So it's super... There's something super sketchy about, about this whole thing. sketchy, day. yeah. Like, unbelievably yeah. sketchy. But you said he's a doomsday prepper. Well, yeah, I haven't, I haven't gotten to that. Okay, but yes. okay, yeah. So yeah. he, uh, sorry, he, um, so he did this thing called WorldCoin. So basically, they have these silver orbs. Okay. Now, these are all open source. Right. They've been yeah. developed. Is this one of the things Trump and all those Saudis were... No, praying that's a totally that different thing. Picture. But it kind of looks the same. Oh. <laughs> so what this is is uh, it's a silver orb. You go and you stare at it. It scans your iris. Okay. And creates a um, it uh, creates a digital ID that's tied to a blockchain that's tied to this Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. And if you but and they've scanned about two thousand people <laughs> yeah, so far. Nothing concerning about. Well, you that. get paid like <laughs> you get paid five bucks, I think, if they scan your. So he's, it's got these things have been all over and they've oh, been five scanning bucks. five bucks, but you get it paid in the equivalent of this world coin oh, crypto. Good. And in order, and if you, if you use the world coin app and you sign in every week, like as long as you're active uh -huh. on, on it, you get, and there's like games you can play or whatever. Oh, sure. And yeah, uh, this, this doesn't sound, they, they pay you in more world coin. Worrisome at all. No, <laughs> you've got to, yeah, a digital so, warden or a, a parole officer, right? So there's all kinds of information yeah. about it. Holy it's shit. really complicated. And what their end goal is, like the idea was you needed a digital ID uh -huh. so that when this, the world moves to universal um, base income, oh yeah, uh, who's paying for this is unclear, but universal base income, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. going to have your... Uh, uh, this is how they'll decide that you're a real person and not some sort of bot. So, okay. like, it's just well, that kind of makes some sense. No, like, really, this is uh, so. This is the shit that people should be worried about. But, yeah. yeah. So, oh, wow. so Sam Altman co-founded this and is still quite involved in it. So right. this Worldcoin thing is sketch and then he also so he founded open ai and um he uh he left in 29 uh, y combinator in 2019 uh -huh. um and by the summer of 2019 with open ai he had raised another billion dollars just from microsoft in the end microsoft's uh, investment into open ai is about has been estimated to be about 13 billion dollars and there's all different kinds of forms of how that right is presented is apple in this space at all uh no they're not in the artificial they may maybe they're doing something in in-house have you ever tried using about. siri <laughs> hey actually we'll talk about you know we have that new segment i thought we could do good news oh I yeah i think that's something i'm very excited about okay so, well let's yeah. We'll, yeah well yeah we're kind Siri of we're kind of tangentially messed, involved. totally messed up the other okay. other uh so okay so he's obviously involved in, in a lot of this cutting edge stuff yep uh so why is he the ceo of ai of, of open ai what makes him well he kind of started it 
Okay, so he started it. He is apparently a great fundraiser. People really like him. Is, or, he, is he smart? He's, like tech savvy? He's apparently quite smart. Okay. He's also... So, but there's some interesting things about it. Like, uh, the allegation is that the board got rid of... This whole thing was precipitated because he was a little bit too uh, all gas, no brakes with open AI mm. and not really worried about some of the safety. Despite concerns. all of the rhetoric about, uh, he's know. pretty specific. And yeah. the other thing is, is, is there's a few things about him that are interesting. Like he invests in technology startups and nuclear energy companies. Oh yeah. I'm going like, what? <laughs> so like when you're like fusion research or, well, no, I don't know. Um, he is the chairman of a board for Helion, a company focused on developing nuclear fusion, and Oklo, a nuclear fission company. So, okay. so he's like, he's like Elon, a serial on, uh, entrepreneur, right. right? Like he's got all these companies. What are you up to? Yeah, what are you up to? Um, you know what this is making me think of? Do you remember there was one of the Terminator movies? Oh, not the one with uh, the chick from Game of Thrones. That was a lousy one. And not the one before that with the... Uh... Oh, no, maybe it is the one with the, the, the uh, uh, Amelia Clark reprising the role. Yes, reprising the role of uh, Sarah Connor. So oh, I can't right. remember. What, I think it's called Genesis. Oh, it, Terminator, yeah, one of Genesis. the Terminator, right? Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so there's a whole sub thing. Like John Connor becomes the yeah, Terminator. Yeah. But before that, and it was one of the actors, the actor who played one of the doctors, one of the Doctor Who doctors. Anyways, it's in the future and cyber uh, Skynet is actually like an avatar humanoid. That's what this guy's making me think of. <laughs> he's come back in time. <laughs> so he's he's like a human shape, but it's at one point the scene, he's all like basically just digitized. That's what this guy's making me think of. Yeah. AI, he's, fusion he's, energy, fission energy. What's this guy? Worldcoin, stuff scanning you. This guy is, he's, he's Skynet, man. It is. So he <laughs> is, uh, so, so, so the up, thing. Upload himself so into a He's a, a serial entrepreneur. He's done, he's easily raises money like, like water. Sure. Like yeah. crazy. Yeah. He's uh, done all these things, but this Worldcoin thing totally Kind of for me, that's kind of like, what the hell are you up to with that? Because yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah, totally yeah. make sense. There, I suspect that there is something more to that than is office mm -hmm. obvious. Well, let me see maybe the board or like, what are you? He's up into to nuclear then? fusion and fission. Th this totally sounds like Elon, right? Yeah. Um, he, uh, you know, the the whole point of open Elon did this open AI specifically to slow the progress of, right. of AI yeah. and uh, well, all gas and no brakes. Now he says he's not all gas and no brakes, but um, there was a real, yeah. this interview that he did just three days before. This is the one I think I saw excerpts of. Yeah. One of the questions was like, there's rumors that you're an all gas, no brakes guy. He said, no, no, no. Trust me. There are people that are all gas and no brakes, and I'm not like that. Yeah, exactly. Right. But you know, the both Casey and Kevin are just like, Yeah, you still sound like you're at all yeah. gas and no brakes. This guy. reminds me a little bit, and there was that really good documentary on Netflix about social media. Not the social network, but I can't remember the name of it now. But 
And and that was sort of the undercurrent is you had a whole bunch of people who had been early players in industry in this documentary saying, you know, it's totally without ethics. Like we've got to get a hold of social media and it needs to be controlled because, you know, it's undermining our democracy. It's, 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 you know, propagating all of this and, and not only propagating, but accelerating all of this social, you know, rifts and whatnot. And it was sort of the same thing. We thought we were doing a good thing when we invented it. I'm sure some of the founders, you know, had good intentions, but it's sort of gotten away from everybody and tech bros who are like not particularly putting the ethical questions first. It's almost like, Hey, this is cool. Let's do it. Right. We can do it. And then that's what this, the vibe that this guy's giving me. Right? Well, let me give you more vibe. Uh oh, okay. So we talked about him being a, a prepper, a doomsday yeah, prepper. Yeah, so yeah. he's a well-known doomsday okay. prepper. Uh, he, uh, he, can uh, you be a prepper if you are actively perhaps participating in what will result in, in the doomsday scenario? Is that really a prepper? Or are you well? He's known, well known for preparing for disaster. In okay. 2016, he told the New Yorker that he kept a stash of guns, gold, potassium iodine, antibiotics, batteries, water, gas masks from the Israeli Defense Force, uh -huh. and a big patch of land in Big Sur I can fly to. In the case of a legal synthetic, uh, a lethal synthetic virus or nuclear war. Sure. When the coronavirus pandemic virus hit, he spent the first few weeks of lockdown in a state of isolation. He even holed up at home, cutting off any out of household contact mm. and even disinfecting his vegetables. <laughs> My partner complained. Now, Sam Allman, it's no secret. He's also he's gay. Uh, so his partner complained one night that the food I made smelled like a swimming pool. He told uh, the insider, and that's when I realized I'd gone too far. He remains fixated on delaying death. Oh yeah, uh, his uh, father died. His real Ray, estate developer died Ray in Kurzweil. 2018, and uh, but he's been using some of his wealth to fund tech startups dedicated to extending life, human lifespan. Okay, so <laughs> this is the new. This is the actual guy from Prometheus. Yes, this is the this guy. is the guy. Not Elon. No, no, you're not Elon. This, this is, is, the, is guy. the guy. Yeah, Elon is. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little bit this yeah, guy this yeah. guy this guy's younger right yeah he's securing a spot on a waiting list for nectome a company that promises to upload your brain to the cloud so it might be one day Didn't revived I call it? in the I simulation said it. upload his consciousness into a computer his goal he says is not to attain immortality but to give people another 10 years of healthy vigorous oh, life oh sure sure right yeah you're going to upload your your consciousness for only 10 years that makes a lot of sense so holy wow. crap people are crazy man yep yeah so this is the guy this is the guy is the we're guy. putting in charge of chat gpt and if you've used the premium <laughs> version of chat gpt apparently the the rumor is the thing the the line that went too far with uh, the board from OpenAI is when uh, ChatGPT started opening these private GPTs. So oh. basically, I think we talked about it probably last week, where you could get, you know, you could get your own 
uh, you can upload your own information, like right. uh, a design manual or a help manual or whatever, and then that would shape the answers from Chat GPT, and you create it. So even Scott Galloway has one. There's like a Scott Galloway GPT, and uh, so you right. basically can, and it it has basically taken all the transcripts, and you ask a question of the the bot, and it will answer as Scott Galloway would. So do you remember there was the show? It was a sequel to the new Battlestar Galactica. It wasn't very popular. It only lasted, I want to say one season. Oh, Caprica. But it was set on, on. Yes. Yes. And that was one of the, the things that the, the main character played by Eric Stoltz, his daughter dies in a terrorist attack and he basically recreates her consciousness by exactly that he creates this algorithm either he creates it for that purpose or he was already working on it and it basically scrubs all of her social media of you know the equivalent of of youtube and whatnot in that in that world diaries like everything she's ever recorded and somehow it creates this this personification uh, of of this now dead person and then mm -hmm. she becomes i think one of the protagonists like, of of the show like there's some sort of evil intent there but that's exactly what this sounds like yeah right it is exactly what this sounds like like yeah totally now there was a guy who did a ted talk on the idea of a democracy where everything would be put to referendum this is going to tie into that and he said, you know, we, we could eliminate governments, certainly lower levels of government, and everything would just be voted on. And of course, somebody's like, and he anticipates, he's like, I know what you're saying, you know, you'd have to be voting like a thousand times a week, and who's got time for that? But this was his idea. You would create a, a digital avatar, an artificial intelligence avatar that would question you, yeah. right? You'd ask, there'd be some kind of way of basically mapping your value set and then it would vote for you it would basically be your your digital agent in this constant voting and then you could go in and review how it had voted and if you didn't like it's too late but you could go in and, and basically teach it well i wouldn't have voted that way blah 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 it would constantly be learning how you would vote and then ultimately it would become your Again, this sounds like a little bit like this, right? Now, it wouldn't necessarily have your personality. It was, in his view, it was limited just to that decision making, right? On, on, but eh, once you have that, it's not too hard to say, well, let's let it talk. And interesting, you know, don't interview me, interview my digital agent. <laughs> It'll speak for me. Well, this in is, my own voice. This is, this is the whole thing. Wow. So, I mean, it's a bit scary. So, I mean, you know, uh, a lot of people are big fans of Sam Altman. He is a compelling speaker. Right. He is. Uh, he sounds very candid. Yeah. Is he going to get the Neuralink? Because I heard, I just saw there was an article that they're ready to start surgeries, experimental uh, with with that company, and put the chip in people's heads. Great. <laughs> I'm. You know. Uh, I think Elon is. <laughs> Remember the clapper. We've eliminated the whole hand thing. Now you just think about it. Lights on. Click. Hey, that's cool. <laughs> it, it, does, it does have some side effects. Though. <laughs> but we won't talk about that. The lamp can turn you off too. I mean, uh, 
I think Elon is great at uh, pushing oh things God. forward. I'm so not so trouble. sure about the safety thing, and I think this Sam Altman may be the same. He might be a little dangerous too. Yeah. Holy shit. Anyway, it's fascinating yeah. stuff. A story so, to be continued. So to story to be continued. This is a developing story, so yeah, things might obviously. change by next week. Who knows? Maybe he'll be president of Microsoft. So uh, here's my good news thing about, okay. and it's a tech-related thing, okay? So just recently... I think it was part of my wife's birthday party. She, uh, so that we could do music at the party, we got Spotify family plan. Yeah. Now I had Spotify on my phone. I never really fooled with it. And I've migrated like many of us, right? Used to have records then, well, and cassettes, but then we got into the DV, uh, CD thing. And then I started buying music through Apple Music or, yeah. or iTunes, right? But I really hadn't gone into the streaming thing like Apple Music or but now we've got the Spotify and it is it blows my mind like we don't we've become so accustomed to this but we're now I'm riding around in the car and any song that comes Come I have on. a fancy for it, just hey Siri you know why don't you play blah 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 and it's just when I pull back and think about like we are living in Star Trek oh, times yeah, absolutely technologically yeah you know societal There's we're not there yet we're not we're, even close we're going through some dark spots yeah. maybe we'll come out of it but from a technology point of view I just you got to sit back and, and kind of just appreciate how you tell your computer to yeah. say you can play any song um i'm sure like our ps3 or ps4 has a voice commanding i, I haven't tried it but i bet you could control netflix and say you know show me a movie about oh whatever. you can do that now and uh, and then just FaceTime or any of these video chat uh, technologies again. Well, I mean, I've and got, I mean, FaceTime I've got, is I've not got, the most I can, sophisticated. I can talk but to people on my yeah, my, my watch. Yeah, you're Dick freaking Tracy. Right? <laughs> Dick uh, but I mean, FaceTiming with my my aunt and uncle and my dad, who are all in their well, they're in their nineties, he's in their eighties, and so not only is the technology exist but it is accessible to people who historically you know like think about when my dad was in his 40s and i'm sure you're people too you know the perpetual how the hell do you program this vcr mm -hmm. right oh and yeah now, and then flashing like, 12 yeah probably. and now it's like well i can make i can call ottawa and do facetime with people in their 90s and i'm in my 80s Bing, i just push this button and there it goes it's amazing Oh, yeah. It blows. So you got to sometimes just pull back oh, I know. and and kind of appreciate. This is amazing. Yeah. Right? We take shit for way too much for granted sometimes. Well, it's been very insidious because it's always been little incremental things. And then True. if you actually stop and say, like, where am I at now? And where was I 10 years ago? I mean, when I when I when I first started Sintra uh, in the late 90s, I mean, we had computers. You, we had sneaker net. Yep. So you basically had to put stuff on on physical media yep. and go to the next computer. I tell my uh, students sometimes about getting an email address, and I was probably three or four years, three at least three years into my professional career as an engineer when they first came in and said, "We're getting, we're getting email." Yeah, I was, I was like, like Whoa, "What's that? That's that exactly?" <laughs> well, send it, messages to who? Like, to anybody. Yeah, I know. but On the it, internet. Well, if they're on the internet. Because, yeah. I mean, I remember 
the internet was around, but it wasn't very useful because there wasn't a ton of stuff on it at the time. Right. And, uh, and going even one step further is, so, but we had these Windows machines, Windows 95, they crashed like every oh, yeah. day, Absolutely. I, like at least once or twice a day, they crash and you'd, you'd spend time just trying to, to save things so that you didn't, uh, didn't lose all your work. Yeah. DLL error. Right. What the hell does that even mean? And now people are like opening and closing their yeah. computer. I'm going like, oh, don't do that. Cause it might not come back. I just watched a video. Speaking of that, of, of how fast about Xerox and, it, they actually had a commercial at zero, an internal commercial at Xerox, like in 1977, mm -hmm. because they invented basically the Mac, right? right? Like everything that the Mac, the early Mac did, Steve Jobs stole from Xerox, right? Well, he didn't really steal it. They let him take it. So this is all about the day, the day that Jobs went in because they were having some problem and they thought the guys from Apple, what they were doing with the Mac, wasn't even the Mac yet, but the Apple two. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then they showed him all this stuff and he's like, you guys going to do anything with this? The graphical interface, email, the mouse, the mouse had all of that. And in this video, it's 1977, but it, the executive basically living like we do today, he comes in and he's like, I start my morning and I open my mail boop, and there's an email and he goes, I read this. And then, Oh, I think everybody should see this. I hit this button and then it goes to everybody in the company and they did nothing with it. <laughs> Amazing. Exactly. <laughs> so anyways, I just wanted to say I am grateful and in awe to some degree about like some of the stuff that we actually have that mm -hmm. if you went back to 1960, it'd be like, oh wow, you guys are like, has Kanunyan Singh risen and, and fallen? You know, you're like, no, socially we're a mess, but technologically we can do some cool stuff. <laughs> so I, I, I want to wrap this up. Um, what media? media? Yeah. I've been so busy. Uh, I've been listening to Spotify. <laughs> well, that's media. <laughs> and um, still have some shows in in progress still haven't watched the end of bodies i think i've got one episode left just haven't got around to it haven't watched loki oh, yet because again everybody's been away so we got to clean that up and although i was watching a, a video from screen crush and i think i've gotten some spoilers that i didn't necessarily want to have so i'm like oh damn it so we got to get that stuff watched well, I, I saw mission impossible uh five. Oh yeah what did you think i enjoyed it it was good is it streaming uh, you can get it. I think we rented it okay. online. So yeah. the streaming thing. Is it uh, only five? It seems like there's more than just five of those. No, it's five. Okay. It was part one of five. Part yeah, one. yeah, yeah. So yeah, maybe yeah. there were part well, one, part, on two. part two. Yeah. There was, um, I saw John Wick four. I saw that too. Uh, I have to say John Wick four. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's totally, nuts. it's totally ridiculous. The ending was a little surprising to me, Yeah, but the, uh, but the, uh, and it, uh, the, uh, but there was this one scene uh, where, so one of the things, and this is not, a, this is not, no, this is not a spoiler. Spoiler, but there's, oh, um, but as they're the bad guys are preparing for a battle, they have these, these guns, and it says dragon fire or whatever. And when it right. shoots, it shoots, and there's like fire comes out of the yes, like it, 
super I amazing. I really enjoyed that, that was a re- I really enjoyed that effect. It looked yeah. super cool. And then they did this this one scene where it's kind of like a top down scene so you see all the fighting but not close up. You right. see it from above and it is like cinematically super oh, interesting. Absolutely. Like so John yeah. Wick Is it Donnie Yo? The actors Yes. Yes, he's awesome. Oh, but like Geez, like a blind hitman who can kill everybody else. Well, like he, was, he played a blind man in, in I uh, know he, Rogue One. Like he's typecast. I, I am the Force. Force is with me. <laughs> I'm one with the Force. The Force is with me. So he was. It was really good. He was really good. The whole. I don't but, think he's really blind though. No, I don't think no. he is either. But it, it's a great. Uh, it's a great. I it was fun. It was a fun, crazy, unrealistic. Although I have to admit, at one point, I was like. Okay, now I'm starting to feel like it's it was a long, bit, a little tedious. Yeah, and it was a, that. It was a little near long. the climax, where they're fighting on the stairs, yeah. and I'm like, boom, 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 and it keeps that. falling down the stairs. Yeah. I'm going like, you know, one of those flights yeah, of stairs would kill people yeah, exactly, like, and somehow he's too, and right? he's just back up. He yeah. didn't have, haven't broken anything. Or... My favorite part of the whole John Wick. Oh, and the, saga and the suits, the suits. The suits. <laughs> <laughs> which they establish as being bulletproof, bulletproof Kevlar like in, in season in episode or John Wick two, yes. I think. <laughs> just, but still, I mean, to my kid. I mean, all, and so, so when John Wick Even is modern Kevlar, if he, you get shot, I know it, it hurts. I know, but right? he, he's, he's just, just putting like, his suit jacket up to protect him, like Batman or something. <laughs> it's amazing. So you can definitely see how informed by video games yes it's totally it's a giant video even like you said the the above oh that was so cool cinema like the cinema cinematic camera angles are very much it is super stylish it is it is gorgeous but i enjoyed it it was it was good i thought the the one character there's a there's a black guy with his dog uh he's american oh yeah yeah is he gonna be the new guy Mr. Nobody. Mr. Nobody. He's uh, he, uh, yeah. I think he's the setup for the next. He'll be yeah. the next John Wick. It, for me, it would kind of like I couldn't figure out where this guy fits no, in. No, it, it kind of stuck out. It's definitely it, a setup it, for the next one. Yeah. So like everybody else, kind of has a particular look, right. a particular thing. He totally didn't fit that. No, and he's inserted, and it looked like a. I don't know if the MacGuffin is the right word, but it's just. Like he's in the middle, yeah. And he's, I like the dog. The dog was good, but yeah. I mean, the dog again got hit by a car or something, and yeah. he's fine. Like I everybody know, is fine. I know, I know, I know. Right. Uh, most people. It's most, funny that they've called him Mister Nobody because um, the guy from Better Call Saul. Oh my God! What the hell's his name? Anyways, he did Nobody, and they're doing a sequel to that where he basically goes by that moniker. Yeah. Right. And have you seen the equalizer three yet? No, Oh man, it's good. Yeah. I, I, I will, I will see that. We, Nobody... we, we, we need to, we need to wrap it up. Oh, so, uh, okay. uh, the other media I consumed is I went to Depeche mode last night. It was amazing show. Right. Uh, like the showmanship was amazing. Yeah. The music was okay. Uh, some of it familiar, some of it not familiar. Never been a Depeche Mode fan. Right. But uh, a good particularly, show. no, uh, not a Depeche Mode super fan. I'm familiar. I, you know, back in the day, I had Depeche Mode, and but I never really super fall. Yeah. The the the, the lead singer Dave Gahan. That guy is like uh, amazing, right? He's had two heart attacks. 
Like he used to be a heroin junkie. Oh, yeah. He had a heart attack on stage. Really? That caused the rest of the band to have to do the encore without releasing. <laughs> I love how they don't stop right? the show. <laughs> Keep it going. Right. Uh, he had another heart attack as a result of a speedball, which is, I, I don't know, heroin and, and I don't know, cocaine or something. <laughs> yeah. Mixed together. Yeah. I'm not up on my drug lang- lingo. He tried to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. He uh, got hospitalized during one tour because they thought he had gastroenteritis, but in fact, he had a malignant cancer tumor on his bladder. And still around. So they had to postpone some of the shows and they, uh, while he was getting (laughs) chemo or radiation, and he's back and he's like... I mean, he's uh, 61, but man, that guy has had a lot of uh, near-death experiences. Yeah, apparently. Oh, well. Interesting. So anyway. Um, well, that's good. That's it. So uh, okay. we'll see what we talk about next week. Yeah, or who we talk about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Mark. Okay, take care. Bye. Bye.